Good morning. Captain Suba here, and I pray you've had a wonderful week as I do every week. It's a great Tuesday morning, and I'm here to toss out a weekly lifeline in these rough waters of life. Well, we've been doing this since the first of the year, and we've covered several issues that we deal with every day. And hopefully, somewhere along the line, everybody's picked up a little nugget that maybe they hadn't thought of or maybe looked at it in a little different light. I hope so. Um, And today we're going to tackle another daily issue, and that's anger. Now, I know all of us, every one of us, have dealt with anger. I don't know that I can say that completely with every topic we've tackled so far, but I know that we've all been angry. And anger anger is not always bad. Jesus himself got angry. The Bible has several references to him being upset with the people and and their disrespect of his father and, and of himself. But anger is not good. And I'm going to go a little um, off topic here to kind of wrangle us into the point I want to make. In my career, I dealt with um, witnesses for trials and people in serious negotiations for business purchases. And before I would would allow them to enter into either testifying or negotiating, I would remind them that anger is your enemy. And although, as we know, I'm, I'm not a lot of things. I'm not a theologian, a preacher, a Bible scholar, and I'm also not a doctor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But what I do know, and it's a proven fact, that when you get angry, your body goes into a fight or flight mentality. And when that happens, it shuts down that section of your brain, the prefrontal prefrontal cortex, and reason and rationality are shut down, and for good reason. You know, if a guy's pointing a gun in your face, you don't want to sit there and reason about what you're going to do. You're going to fight or flight. God made us that way. But the negative of that is, is that when you get angry or scared, that rational reasoning portion of your brain does shut down. It's a proven scientific fact and if that is true then your ability to work through a negotiation or to properly testify in a court of law is quite limited so I would sit the people down and I would remind them of this and I would advise them that for their own benefit when things were said or done or certain questions were asked that were designed to be triggers for them to stop and take a breath, 
exercise extreme self-control and to do everything in their power not to let that trigger them, not to allow anger to take over. And my whole goal was to keep them in the game, to keep them using that rational, logical, uh, reasoning portion of their brain uh, to help them. And so many times after either a courtroom proceeding or a serious negotiation, I, I've been told many, many times how much help that was. Um, the point I want to make with that is that anger changes us. And we say things or do things that we normally wouldn't do. And it's out of character for us, unless we stay angry, which I hope that's not your case. But it's something that we need to avoid. Now, anger is unavoidable, but controlling your anger, your anger, of course, is, is the goal here. Um, anger also elevates our stress. It, it allows um, harm to be done with our tongue. It's just not healthy for us, both uh, personally, from a personal standpoint, or from a physiological standpoint. So controlling our anger is important. And Jesus knew that. Knew that and, and even in, before Jesus' day, the Psalms and Proverbs are just chock full of important uh, statements about anger. Psalms 37, 8. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. Psalms 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Proverbs 14, 29. Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly, etc., etc., etc. Now, I know what you're going to say, and you're going to be right, that the Bible also is full of references to God's wrath and anger at his people. And he's absolutely, that's absolutely correct. I mean, I'm not God, but when I look around, I've got to imagine that he is angry uh, with a lot of things. And in fact, the Bible says he is. So let's go back to what I said to start. Anger is not all bad. It's controlling your anger that's what's important. And if there's anything about God, it's restraint. It is being omniscient and knowing all and striking with wrath at the proper time in the proper measure. And if you're a Christian, you know that that's his track record. So... Anger has its good points and its bad points. It's the control of your anger that's the key here. If you don't control your anger, the Bible says, and we know it to be true, you're the fool, and we don't want that. Proverbs fifteen eighteen: a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. 
so in Ecclesiastes 7, 9, be not quick in your spirit to become angry for anger lodges in the heart of fools. It's, it's the same statement just worded differently each time. So this week, be mindful of this. Be mindful of the physiological fact that anger shortcuts your ability to reason and be rational. Understand that anger increases stress, which is not good for your body. Understand that anger uncontrolled is not biblical. And I think if you dwell on those things, concentrate on those things, that when you begin to feel anger and begin to get out of control, hopefully you'll this will remind you to take a breath, calm down, rethink the situation, and respond logically and appropriately. Nobody here is telling you to give ground or allow things to happen to you that shouldn't or to properly punish your children if they've done wrong. That's not the point. The point is anger. And, and let's take that last statement I made, punishing your children when you're angry. Have you ever done that? Have you ever noticed that just maybe the measure of punishment might be a little more than the event deserved? Why? Because, again, your, your logic and rationality are hampered. So take a breath, dwell on anger, push anger down to a controllable level, and pray. When things, get hap when things happen that cause you to lose some control, take a breath and say, God, help me. Have, say a little prayer. Get some time. You know, Perry Mason, that was a TV show back when I was young. And, of course, everybody smoked in those days on TV uh, particularly. And he would all, and they actually uh, smoked all the time. I mean, I guess the tobacco companies paid them a lot of money to have them smoke. But in any event, um, when he was talking with someone, and something came up that troubled him, he would always pull out a cigarette and take three or four puffs. And somebody asked him one time why he did that. And he said, sometimes I just have to do something to allow myself to think and calm down and regroup and go forward. And he used pulling out a cigarette and lighting it and taking a few draws as that gap filler to allow him to regain composure. Now, I am not suggesting that you smoke. <laughs> Please don't do that. But I'm pointing out that you need to have some kind of gimmick where you can step away and regain your composure and then proceed. That's just good advice from a practical standpoint, and it's very biblical. As usual, I'm going to list 
20 so verses in the Bible. Um, they're all to the point. They all say virtually the same thing. They just tell us to control our anger and be reasonable and rational. And that's the message for today. I hope it's helpful. It's something we all already knew and we've all experienced it. So until next time, may the seas be calm, may the skies be blue, and may the wind be on your stern. Captain Suba, out.